0: hi everyone it is time for phony tales so grab your spooky scrunchie and let's go
1: hop in hop in (laughs) dum-dum we're going phony tailing (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My name is Jordan Reed.
0: I'm Lindsay Reed.
1: And this is, for the most part, Spooky Spouses podcast about ghosts and stuff. But today, we have another episode of Phony Tales. A game of wit and a game of deceit and a game of mystery. Where, uh, pardon me, where either Lindsay or I will bring in a story and it's either phony, meaning we made it up, or for real, meaning we found it somewhere. Yeah. And we tell the other person and try to convince the other person that it is real regardless. And then we have to guess.
0: (laughs) And it's spooky related, you know? Yeah, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a story for you.
1: Okay. I'm ready for it.
0: The, I guess, hint clue sentence that you're going to get is that this is kind of like I try to make it like a friends episode. Like,
2: you'll see.
0: It is Christmas of 1996, the one where cabbage patch dolls ate children.
1: 8 children?
0: Yes. Cannibal cabbage patch dolls.
1: Cannibal patch dolls.
0: Cannibal patch dolls.
1: Okay. Well, you're how, how many children were eaten during When was this? What Christmas was this? In 1996. The 80s? 96?
0: I said Christmas of 1996.
1: Oh, sorry, I was already too scared. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember, I don't remember it. So, okay. Was this in one household? Was this in multiple households?
0: Multiple households.
1: Of There are multiple reports of Cabbage Patch dolls eating children. So
0: many that they actually had to pull them off the shelves in their biggest recall ever.
1: What do you mean eating children? Like, give me.
0: So <laughs> so Cabbage Patch kids, you know, the cute little dolls. Yeah. They're kind of yeah, scary. I was going to say, I- you,
1: you say cute.
0: Well, they, um, I mean, I have the whole history of the Cabbage Patch. We all know that's a real thing.
1: Yes, Cabbage Patch dolls are real.
0: But in 1996, um, they weren't doing very well, so they launched a thing called the Snack Time Kid. Okay. That it actually had mechanism that it could, like, eat things that you put in its mouth. Yeah. And it's, like chomp it up and down, yeah. but it wouldn't stop eating until it went all the way through its mouth. So the problem was it didn't actually eat children, but kids were getting their hair caught in there and it was (gasps) just pulling their hair out or their fingers. Like it was very dangerous for little children.
1: I feel like I remember this. Yeah. I at least remember some doll with a big dumb rubber face going and like eating at least moving like this. Well, there like was this. Sally
0: talks a lot too, which is creepy. But she just moved her mouth.
1: Is there anyone on Earth with the last name talks a lot?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I
1: really hope so too. What would? And what I wish would... they
0: didn't. I like hope they don't talk a lot. Yeah, yeah, that
1: would be that would be funny. That'd be funny. So okay, Sally. So the 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 technology of a talks a lot, or in this case, a snacks a lot.
0: Snack time, kid.
1: Was real technology. Because I, I, like I remember there was also some weird toy where like you would feed it these like weird carrots or something. Toys used to be so weird.
0: Yeah, it was weird. Well, this supposedly you would feed it like real food, but it was so powerful that it would just kind of eat anything you put in its mouth. And it wouldn't stop until the food hit the abdomen cavity, which you could then empty out later.
1: Oh, so not only would the Cabbage Patch doll snack, it would also poop
0: kind of i mean you had to take it out of the abdomen
1: yeah that's basically pooping
0: (laughs) yeah kind of
1: (laughs) a forceful uh invasive type of number two yeah what a weird why were toys so weird i don't know
0: was this even a toy or what i don't know okay
1: i think that because I don't believe it was way too far after that in the mid-90s where Cabbage Patch dolls like just kind of dropped off the face of the earth. And I could see them making some weird, maybe not like their last-ditch effort, but like they're like, okay, well, the snacks a lot didn't work. Now what can we do? Can we repopularize a TV show? Can we make T-shirts? Can we make Adidas Tearaway Pants? Cabbage Patch style. I could see them making this toy, and I could see people in a board meeting who are panicked who do not want their company to go under, I could see them not thinking about all the potential terrible things that could happen.
0: Right. So, well, before the Snack Time Kid, there were prototypes of some dolls having teeth. Ew. Um, others had tongues.
1: Uh. Worse. That's and worse.
0: sometimes they had a full head of hair, of like actual hair.
1: Like human hair.
0: Like human hair, before they changed it to yarn.
1: So... Okay. Well, if this is fake or not, no one, no one from here on out making a doll needs to go. You know what will make this doll better? Teeth, because <laughs> it won't. Uh, okay.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they like want to humanize dolls because it's like just keep them as dolls we're already scared of them
1: you know what'll make this doll cool if sometimes just like a normal young person who their body's still figuring out what it wants to do if they just barf all of a sudden when they're sleeping this would be it that that would be a really cool thing to add to a doll yeah okay i think that this is for real. I think this is a real thing and a real toy that happened that Cabbage Patch did, and it was eating children's hair and fingers.
0: You're going to go for real.
1: Yeah, I'm going for for real. Yeah.
0: For real, you are correct. Yes! Um, 1995, Mattel was eager to innovate a new brand to further push the boundaries of their hottest toy on the market, which was the Cabbage Patch Kid. They invented the snack time kid, which could truly eat. A kid could place plastic food or real food near the doll's lips and mouth. And thanks to a battery-powdered motor, the cabbage patch would begin to move its jaw, and it would also suck the food into an empty cavity. The kids could empty the cavity and reuse whatever food was in there to refeed their doll.
1: Like their finger and hair.
0: Yes, but unfortunately, the jaws of the snack time kid were built too powerful for a children's toy constructed of a series of small motors unable to reverse or stop if something were to get stuck. Rollers continued to go on and on as the object entered and would only stop if exited. So basically what was happening were a bunch of children were sticking their fingers in there, getting caught or the biggest thing was their hair. They were getting their hair in there and since the hair wasn't passing all the way through it just kept pulling and pulling until it was ripping it out of their scalps.
1: That, to put it lightly, that is awful.
0: Yeah. Well, That's gross. Mattel had to refund all of those Hair. toys for the Christmas of 96. <laughs> and I think they sold over 500,000 of these Snack Time kids.
1: You know what's weird is that a company like Mattel yeah. or at least whoever was in charge of the Cabbage Patch division, like just a few years later, like it's 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 so weird to look at the parallels between companies. A couple years later, like ninety eight or ninety-nine, the Matrix came out. <laughs> yeah. But just a couple years before, you also had a company who was building toys that were eating kids' fingers. <laughs> so like how like where
0: how? Well, you live and you learn, <sighs> you know? You made Snack Time Kid, it was scary. Matrix is less scary.
1: I guess you you could also make those make that argument today, like you have you you have companies who are doing these like what is it the oceanos like they're live streaming deep dives and they're doing all this great scientific work or whatever right but then you have doritos they're like what else can we flavor this chip like (laughs) (laughs) like mouse
0: pasta and meatballs let's try has anyone
1: ever done (laughs) has anyone ever done a collaboration dorito but the dorito tastes like a pringle yeah yeah you know
0: this one tastes like inside the abdomen of a snack time kid (laughs) (laughs) which is whatever you put in there your hair your scalp carrots oh
1: this one tastes like the memory i have of the matrix
0: feels (laughs) well you got that right
1: thank you Lindsay. i am proud of myself because i recently have not been feeling very smart so this makes me feel smart
0: awesome I'm so glad.
1: Me, 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 glad too.
0: Well, I think it's time to take our hair down and fling off our spooky scrunchie. <laughs>
1: fling it where? Where are you Into aiming yours? Into the
0: spooky corner of my spooky house.
1: Okay, great. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take uh, take off my scrunchie and I'm gonna put it on my wrist and give a cool peace sign. Cool scrunchies. Yay. Okay. Well, I guess that's all. Later, dudes.
0: Bye bye. <laughs>
1: podcube podcasts from the past delivered to the future with PodCube's pseudo-linear 4d adiabatic qubit streaming technology you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain what was the group dynamic with australopithecus what brand of cigarettes did the spanish inquisition smoke was leonardo da vinci a pants guy or a shorts guy you can discover with podcube listen for yourself to the flagship podcube podcast alabaster's haberdashery recorded on location in 1880, simply search Podcube, all one word, in your podcast app, or visit poweredbypodcube.com. Podcube, the future is yesterday.
2: Babe, well,